Welcome to the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Berti, CEO and founder of the Content Marketing Plaza, bringing you two new episodes each week where I and top-level guests teach you how to get on more stages and make a profit from your public speaking. And when a lot of people think about profiting from public speaking, they think about the speaker fee, which is great. I mean, I wouldn't turn down, you know, getting an extra $10,000 to speak somewhere. I don't think anyone would, but there are more ways to make money with each public speaking engagement you get. One of those ways is to get hot leads from your public speaking, and you can actually create an entire business just by doing that. Uh, so we'll talk about how do we get hot leads from our speaking in this episode. So today's guest who joins us, she is the no-nonsense, common-sense online marketing strategist, speaker, author, product creation specialist, and owner of Power Up for Profits. She helps entrepreneurs make money and helps her clients make a difference through her own unique voice and get more customers for their businesses. Today's guest for episode seven of the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast is none other than Kathleen Gage. Kathleen, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. I feel like we should have a drum roll right now. It's like, I love, I love your enthusiasm and your energy. And uh, that's really important in building a business for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, Kathleen, it is a pleasure to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. We also had Kathleen on Breakthrough Success. We will throw that link in there for anyone who is interested in another really great episode on a similar topic, but we'll be talking on getting leads on a different angle than what we did on Breakthrough Success. So before we do all that, I'm wondering if you could give us some context into how you got started with public speaking. Well, how I got started was actually 25 years ago when I started my business. I've had my business since 1994, and the way that I built my business, I was in Salt Lake City at the time, uh, it was to just go out and present to different organizations as much as possible. Back then, I kind of floundered around. It was like anybody who would listen to me, including people on the street corner, it's like I would speak to them. And um, yet it was a model that really worked well. And I've used a number of different avenues to optimize that. But primarily, I, I started with it 25 years ago. It's something that has never failed me. And it's so interesting because I know that if the economy slows down, I know that if uh, business takes a downturn, which after 25 years, you're bound to experience that. If anybody thinks that you're going to be on this upward trajectory the whole way, they're fooling themselves. So you, you want to have systems in place, and especially the systems that are reliable. And public speaking, by far, is the most reliable avenue that you can take to continue to build your business and generate hot leads. And public speaking is a lot different from any other format. I mean, uh, like this podcast like is great because you're listening to it, you're getting to know Kathleen and I uh, a little more. Uh, but it's really different when you're able to see one of us talk, you know, like directly in front of you and be able to talk to us after the event. And that whole face to face is something that you cannot uh, replicate as well online unless it's like a Skype or something like that. So public Absolutely. speaking, it does have that unique element to it. And I really like the idea of getting leads from public speaking because I feel like people just, they get on the stage, uh, they get the pictures, they get the video, maybe a speaker fee, and that's pretty much it. 
so what do you do during the event to capitalize on this opportunity that you have? Well, it's, it's not just during the event. It's what you do before, during, and after. That, that makes all the difference in the world. And for me, I don't care if I'm getting paid for an engagement or I'm doing it for free, um, a, a no-fee opportunity. I'm going to treat it as if I was treating a, a $20,000 engagement. I, I have a big uh, gig coming up in October in Palm Springs. This thing is huge. It's one of the nicest contracts I've ever gotten as a paid speaker. Well, that actually came from a free engagement. And it came from an engagement I did probably three, four years ago. Somebody was in the audience. I, uh, I actually made an offer. It was a nonprofit organization. They brought me on the platform. I was the keynote speaker. I made an offer where I was going to sell five one-hour coaching sessions and all the money was going to go back to the nonprofit. Now, I, I want people to follow this. It's like I'm selling my time and I'm giving the money to the organization. I didn't get paid to be on their platform and I'm paying them basically to be on their platform. And I asked the, uh, the woman who put the conference together, I said, is that okay if I do that? If I sell five uh, hours of my time and I give you the money, it's $500 per hour. She was going to get $2,500. She goes, it's great. Well, I did the presentation, did a great job. That's one of the keys. You got to do a great job. Did a great job, said, okay, I've got these five one-hour coaching sessions for anybody who wants to basically have more time with me one-on-one. -on -one. There was practically a riot. People were running to the back of the room to pay for the hour, and we ended up selling 29 hours worth of my time. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Well, I ended up giving the organization, it was $14,000, and she was kind enough to give 25% of that to some animal rescue organizations I'm involved with. So she walked away with about nine or 10,000, 4,000 went to these other two organizations. I got on the phone with these 29 people. That one strategy turned into well over $100,000 worth of business. So, you know, I want people to follow that. A lot of times people, they only look at the short term. They say, what can I do to make money right now? And, right. you know, we got to pay our bills. We've got to pay the mortgage. We've got to put groceries on the table. But you also want to look at what's the long term and how do you create massive value for all the people you're involved with? And this conference that I'm speaking at in October, they actually, uh, they were one of the people that bought one of the hour sessions. One thing led to another. She brought me in to do a paid keynoting, uh, keynote speaking. Um, I had people hire me for private consultations after the fact. And then I got this big gig in Palm Springs in October. Wow. I mean, that's... Yeah, I, I like how you mentioned that. It's stuff you do afterwards uh, that can really make a lot of revenue. And if you get that idea where each stage you're at, you get on another stage because of it, uh, you just keep speaking forever and you just keep well, getting more people. It does. And let me show you something. I you know, I I'm, hope this will blur out, but I'm going to flash it up real quick. That's a list right there. That's a list of people that I called yesterday from other engagements that I wow. did. And, you know, that was yesterday's list. Here's today's list. It's like right there, boom, today's list. And I'm not done yet. I mean, I'm going to have this whole page filled up. And I, I think where people get misguided is they think that everything's supposed to drop from the heavens. And they, mm -hmm. you know, I, I'm a real firm believer in law of attraction, but I think a lot of people get misguided with law of attraction thinking all they have to do is write down their goal and then sit back, meditate, mm -hmm. pray, and it's going to drop from the heavens. It's like you, you do your affirmations, you do your visualization, and then you get into massive action. 
Uh, recently, I was introduced to the works of Hal Elrod, if you're familiar with him, The Miracle Morning and The Miracle Equation. Um, I got both of his books. I, I love his work. And what I love about Hal Elrod is that he pulls no punches saying that if you want massive results, you've got to put a lot of effort into it. So with public speaking, in order to even get on the free platforms, you have to work hard because there's so many people that went on the free platforms nowadays that uh, when I started 25 years ago, I was one of, one of a handful of people that was doing that. Now, I'm one of hundreds of people right. to get a, a speaking engagement at a local chamber or a, a executive meeting or a HR meeting. You have to build your relationships. You have to be very uh, consistent in what you're doing and very persistent. And it's really interesting how you, uh, you're reaching out to people every single day. Uh, just a quick question on that in particular, is that from past events or is that like from a recent event like how do you determine when to reach out for yes yes, yes. <laughs> well it's definitely from past events so what i what i'm in the process of doing because i'm actually making a market shift i'm going uh, more into sustainable businesses that's my market now are sustainable businesses green businesses plant-based businesses vegan businesses that's kind of the market i'm going after because i went plant-based about eight months ago game changer for me and um, so that's really where my passion resides. So what I'm doing is I'm going to people that I spoke for in the past and I'm letting them know what I'm up to and letting them know how that could actually fit with the direction their company is going. And it's not that I go in and I talk about how to become plant-based, but I talk about sustainability. And there's a number of angles that I can go from. So yes, it is. Uh, I, I definitely target companies and organizations and groups that I've spoken to in the past. Uh, people that I meet along the way now, I, I connect with them and I say, oh, by the way, I'm looking for opportunities to come and speak to organizations. Do you have any opportunities, uh, future uh, opportunities? I go out and look for groups that may need speakers, things of that nature, definitely. And it's interesting how Kathleen is reaching out to people who she's already spoken for, because sometimes like if you want to get on X amount of stages each year, it could be a recurring one. So for me, the new media summit and national publicity summit, those are two that I go to twice a year each year. And I mean, if you just have the recurring gigs like that, it's easier for you to gradually add more onto them. Absolutely. Now new media summit, that's Steve Ulster, right? Yes. Yeah, I actually was, uh, I spoke at his very first Internet Profits Conference. Uh, Janet wow. Atwood was there. Uh, Larry Wingett spoke there. I was one of the speakers. And uh, yeah, so, you know, what I love about conversations like this, Mark, is that it reminds me of some of the things that I used to do that maybe I haven't done. Because switching my market completely, and I'm talking, this is fresh. We're talking within the last week. We've been working on our social media. We've been working on the website, the blog, all of this. Um, it's been a process of several months. Now it's kind of like, okay, push the button. In pushing the button, what are some of the things that I did in the past that were very effective that I can apply now? And I think what happens a lot of times, Mark, is people try to reinvent the wheel. They try to come up with the latest and greatest, the new whiz-bam-boom. You know, it's like, no, get back to basics. Basics are where you're going to find your greatest success and the foundation and the fundamentals. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, 
it is like when you hear I, I feel like part of it is when you hear someone achieving success, I mean Kathleen making like six figures as a public speaker from that uh one event, obviously over the long term, and I do want to talk about that later. You hear something like that, and then you think, Oh, if I just do this once, it'll magically happen for me, and then it doesn't work. And then you think, okay, this worked for her, but it can't work for me. And then you try it with a bunch of other experts. Okay, let's reinvent the wheel. Let's try and do something different. And that's where you can sometimes, sometimes you find gold that way. Other times you go astray, but it does take a lot of work either way. Well, you know, and I think what happens, Mark, is people, uh, most of us now are ADHD. I mean, there is no doubt about it. The, the internet and computers and just the way that our brains have re been rewired and recircuited, our attention span is actually less than a goldfish. So yeah. we were working on a project and within two minutes, it's like, oh, let me go see how much I'm loved on Facebook or let me go to Twitter or let me go to LinkedIn, wherever we're going. And we end up going down these rabbit holes and what I'm doing right now is very basic, very fundamental. I was taught this when I was in broadcast media and I was a top salesperson for the radio station I worked for. Um, I actually would block out time for making phone calls. And that's exactly what I've gotten back to is one hour a day, no matter what, I make phone calls. I don't go on Facebook. I don't go on Twitter. It's dedicated to using that time wisely because then you figure, okay, if I spend an hour making phone calls to potential speaking opportunities to, uh, to meeting planners and I call in that hour, 10 people, let's say I leave messages for half and I reach five of them within a one year period. That's well over. If I only do it Monday through Friday, that's well over 2000 people that I've had a touch point with. I was on a call with a woman today that uh, runs a conference that I did a, a Google search, found a women's conference. It was in the health, what healthcare industry, called her up and I said, yeah, I'm inquiring about your conference. Do you bring in outside speakers? And she goes, what do you mean by outside? Outside the state? I said, no, outside the industry. I said, I'm a professional speaker interested in speaking at your conference and boom, she said, I will put you on our list. We'll contact you. We're very interested in your stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was easy. And we tend to complicate the simple. Yeah. That's, you know, one that you could actually put up on a, a meme. It's like, we complicate the simple. It's very simple. You pick up the phone, you make a call, you have a conversation. Real simple. That's the best way to get speaking opportunities other than being seen speaking. And then you have to have follow-up systems in place. Um, you might be really good on the platform, but if you have no way to follow up, I have a, a friend that, friend and colleague, we've been in masterminds together. And she right now, her target is getting two speaking engagements a month for $10,000 each. And she's doing it. So that's a quarter of a million dollars in speaking fees over a period of a year. How she's doing it is she's going into her local market to associations that bring in speakers at no cost. She does her presentation. She does it. And her whole presentation is the five pillars of success. Something I, I don't even know what it's called, but she gives away a nice basket that has something that represents the five points. She does a drawing and she says, okay, you will get a call from me. So let's say she has a hundred people that have put their, their card in the basket. She's going to make a hundred phone calls out of those hundred phone calls. She might reach 20 people out of those 20 people. She might have two opportunities to get paid to speak. So it's a numbers game. You know, a lot of people say it shouldn't be so hard. It shouldn't be a numbers game. It's a numbers game in anything we do. 
But the more focused we are, the more the numbers are in our favor. Mm. Yeah, that's some really awesome stuff. And I mean, again, um, when you see someone like Kathleen making six figures, it's because she's doing those hour a day phone calls uh, that, you know, you just see six figures and that's all you see. But you, it, it's a little harder sometimes to see the work behind it. And uh, it's really interesting about that. Uh, you do that every day. Yeah, you're so right. I, I love it when people say, oh, you make X amount of money and you, you drive this kind of car and you live in Oregon and you have acreage and you have horses and you have all this. It's like, yeah, well, let's pull back the cover and let's yeah. look at what it took to that. And let's look at what it takes to maintain that. It, it's not just, you know, you go out and you, you hit the jackpot once and that's it. it. It's like we'd all love to win the lottery. A lot of people would. But the reality is, is most people, if they don't know how to manage money, they're not going to keep that money for long. So it's really about putting systems in place. It's about a mindset that you have. It's about being willing to serve at the highest level. I really believe that in business that we're here to serve. And if we serve, we start attracting the people. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you one gig I just got. Now this, you know, this is going to kind of blow people away on that I take these kind of gigs. And part of my whole life is about giving back. I, I've been sober for 35 years. I used to be out on the streets, a blackout drunk, and I oh, you know, wow. fall down drunk, all that good stuff. 35 years ago, I made a decision that changed my life. And recently, I was at a, a meeting where it was a panel of experts, women in the community who are leaders, and one happens to run the Eugene Mission. And she was talking about the homeless people. She calls them guests. She, she didn't say the homeless people. She didn't say the dredges of society. She said, our guests. And I used to be homeless, so I, I get that. And I went up to her and I said, thank you so much. I said, you're treating these people with such respect. I said, you know what I'd like to do, just as a way of thanking you, could I come in and talk to the women that are in the shelter? And she said, we would love to have you come in. So one of the calls that I made today was to the Eugene shelter and the Eugene mission. And I'm going in next Wednesday and I'm doing a one hour presentation. And I said, I'd like to have more of a conversation with the women than do a presentation. Now, will I get business out of that? I don't know. I, these women aren't gonna hire me, but the executive director knows other people who know other people who know other people. Mm -hmm. So it's a paid or a free gig that I'm going to be speaking to a group of people who can't possibly hire me. They can't even buy one of my books. If anything, I'll give them all a book. Um, whether they can read or not, I don't know, but I'm going in to have a conversation and to serve at the highest level and let the outcome determine itself. Wow, Kathleen, that's a very awesome story. One thing I have noticed about you is that, uh, you over deliver and you get rewarded for it. I mean, you mentioned how you went into that, uh, nonprofit event and you said, I'm going to give you like, uh, all these uh, dollars for the hours I get are going to the nonprofit. So uh, I do feel like good things do happen to people who uh, they really do take those steps. And again, the phone calls, I mean, you make those calls, you talk with people uh, and it's definitely different from email. So I am wondering, do you only call people or do you send emails? Uh, because I know phone calls are like, higher quality, but it does take more time to call than email. So I'm wondering your thoughts on that. You know, it does take more time to call, but you get a greater result. And, yeah. and yes, I do send emails, but I think that's the lazy person's way, quite seriously. Mm -hmm. I think that just emailing um, 
is, is a crutch that we use. Now, emailing combined with phone calling, like I might make a phone call and if I don't reach the person, then I might shoot off an email. Um, and if I can't find their phone number, then I will use the email address. But phone calling tends to work a lot better. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that because again, like a conversation we're having right now, very different than if I emailed you my questions and then you sent me your answers. Right. So it's, it's a very uh, different dynamic. I would like to go a little bit back because you mentioned how those all those 29 uh, calls turned into six figures. Uh, so how are you turning that into more business? Like, do you mention that, uh, hey, if you want to go more into this, uh, here's my coaching package. Do you say if you're looking for a speaker, how, how does that uh, additional follow-up work? And great question, Mark. Thank you. And first of all, it's determining uh, as you're, you're doing something like this. I actually heard about this at a mastermind group I, I was a member of. And this was a mastermind group that I was paying a substantial amount of money to be a part of. And, you know, there's a number of elements involved in all of this. So it's not just like I got on the platform and I sold this package. It's like we started with, I got the idea, somebody said, this is a great way to build your business and serve the organization. So I decided, okay, let me try it with this organization because it was within the market that I, I did business with, which happened to be the pet industry. I worked quite a bit in the pet industry. And that ties into plant-based eating, compassionate animals, yada, yada, yada. You know, we connect the dots there. Okay, so you know the yadas. Um, so, okay, so when I, I did the, uh, the presentation, from there I had a conversation with each person. I could tell within the conversation whether or not this person would be and their business would be a good fit for what I had to offer. Mm -hmm. So the first qualifier was the fact that they paid $500 to get on the phone with me. That pre-qualified them as people willing to invest in their business. So this is the, the big thing that I encourage people to look at is like, don't make your offer to just anybody. Really pre-qualify people. And if people are willing to put $500 on the table to have an hour of your time, and they know that money's going to a nonprofit, it still means that they're willing to put $500 on the table. So in the conversation, I could determine, are they a good fit for my private one-on-one -on -one consulting and coaching? Are they a better fit for a group mastermind? Are they a better fit for some of the information products I have? Are they a fit for being involved in an organization that could bring me into their uh, particular uh, organization or company? So there's many different avenues that you can take. And that's why having many uh, different types of offerings for your market can make a huge difference. Because if you only have one thing to offer, chances are, it's like with authors, for example, a lot of authors think if they get that one book and that one book becomes a bestseller on Amazon, their problems are all over. No, 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 no. Very rarely do people make money just from their book. That's a lead in into other opportunities. The most successful authors, other than a Stephen King, but in general, business authors, self-help authors, spiritual authors, most of them have coaching programs. Most of them do one-on-one -on -one consulting. Most of them go out and do speaking engagements. So they have multiple streams of revenue. Yeah, and the idea of multiple strings of revenue is very important uh, because 
when you have more streams, then if something bad happens to one of them, uh, you have backup. I mean, a lot of people, like a big criticism you hear about entrepreneurs is, hey, starting a business is risky. Oh, I can't think of anything riskier than having a job where if you get fired, all your income evaporates. So it is good to have multiple streams. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I actually, I'm, I'm going to be turning 65 pretty soon. And for my birthday, I'm doing a half marathon. It's kind of like, I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be one of those seniors who sits back and, and rocks in a rocking chair. It's like, that ain't happening over here. But, um, you know, I was talking to somebody about the number of people uh, in their 60s and 70s who cannot retire. And a lot of that had to do with the uh, stock market crash in, I think it was 2008 or 2009, the economy really crashed. And they had all of their eggs in one basket. And they, the, many of them lost their jobs and a lot of them didn't know what to do because they weren't, they weren't in a position to think outside of the, the box that you just described, which is working for somebody else. Nothing wrong for working in working with some, for somebody else, but you also want to look at what if that was taken away? Would you have the resources emotionally, spiritually, um, physically, would you have the resources to go out and create and reinvent yourself? And that's what I love about what Steve Ulsher does is, you know, he's all about yeah, reinvention and he's done it many, many times. Yeah. Steve's a person who we both know uh, pretty well. And I mean, it is always good to have that ability in case it's always good to have a just in case because if you rely on, if you get, put all your eggs in that one basket, hope it works. Maybe it does work, but it is good to have that backup plan. And one of the things you can do so that you thrive in any situation is develop the right habits. And Kathleen, I wonder if you could share with us some of the habits you would say have really helped you be a successful public speaker. Okay. Um, Definitely the habit of getting out and speaking. And early on, when I first wanted to be a speaker, I had a mentor who said, the more you speak, the more you speak. And it was one of those, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's just common sense. The more you get out there and speak, the more people will see you, the, the better you get. Uh, you perfect your craft. Uh, you have opportunities that open up. Um, I, I remember years ago, I was doing a speaking engagement and I assumed because I was on the platform that people knew I was a speaker and somebody came up to me after and, and said, what do you do for a living? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm a speaker, you know? And, and I, I was shocked because I had not woven in enough stories in my presentation for people to know that I am a speaker available for other speaking opportunities. Oh. And so that's one of the habits too, is making sure that your presentation is set up in a way that you make people aware of what it is you do. If you offer consulting, you tell stories about, you know, when I was working with one client, I was doing a consulting job in X, Y, and Z. Or if you want to get more speaking opportunities. When I spoke to ABC organization, what happened was da, 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 da. So you basically, through your stories, are setting yourself up for success. That's one habit that has really helped in, in building my, my opportunities. Another one is that I actually am very into physical fitness. I go to the gym on a daily basis. I either run, I do yoga, I do spin classes, I do weight training. And in that, I make sure that I'm consistent with that because it's all about consistency. 
again, a lot of people have a real hit and miss uh, process that they go through. And I've been guilty of that myself. I'm not perfect by any stretch. But I find that if I start my day with, if you will, a ritual of practice, whether it be journaling, reading, meditating, and then I add to that exercise, and then I add to that healthy eating, I have the energy to do what I need to do. Um, I think a lot of times we don't take care of ourselves in the way we need to, to perform at our best. And I'll tell you what, running a business, being a speaker, being an author, whatever it is people want to do, it takes work. It takes effort. It takes energy. And if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not going to, you're not going to perform at your best. So those are some of the things I do, but my personal and uh, spiritual well-being are kind of the foundation of everything I do. Kathleen, those are some really awesome habits. I like that you take care of your, your body because your body and your mind are together. So they both have to be in sync uh, for you to achieve the uh, massive results. So I appreciate you sharing those habits. And I know you're more focused on the plant-based and helping people uh, with their ability to have that sustainable business. So I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the places where we could find you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Um, one is you can go to my website, powerupforprofits.com, and that's plural on profits. And there you'll see uh, the new branding that we have, the direction I'm going with the whole consulting with sustainable companies. And then if you're interested in finding out more about plant-based eating, I have a blog, plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. It's plantbasedeatingforhealth.com. I have lots of articles on there and great resources that'll help you get started on that. Kathleen, thank you so much for sharing those resources with us and all of your great insights today. It was such a pleasure to have you on the Profitable Public Speaking Podcast. Thank you very much, Mark. It's been delightful.